Hey guys, Clint here. I just wanted to preface this episode real quick and let you all know that a few days after recording this podcast, we all got the sad news that Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman himself, had sadly passed away unexpectedly. Now, we had no idea that any of this was transpiring when we chose to cover this game, but we'd like to dedicate this podcast to him. I know people like to argue over whether Bale, Keaton, Affleck, or Pattinson are the quintessential Batman, but for me, growing up with Batman the Animated Series in the Arkham games, Kevin Conroy is the Batman, and he introduced me to the character that I've grown to love. So Kevin, thanks for everything. Hello, this is Pixelated Playgrounds, a gaming book club podcast discussing the art and craft of video games. I'm Brian Skersha. And I'm Clint Jones. And I'm Batman. Uh, just kidding. Uh, today we're talking about Batman Arkham Knight, developed by Rocksteady Studios and published by Warner Brothers. It was released on June 23rd of 2015 for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and uh, infamously PC. <laughs> We should know that this is not the 2022 release, as Brian just mentioned, Gotham Knights. This is Arkham Knights, the good one, the one that's worth talking about. <laughs> right, yeah, neither, I don't think either of us have played Gotham Knights, but we are talking about Arkham Knight. Yes, um, the last Rocksteady outing, we will be talking spoilers, so heads up if you're sensitive to that. And, you know, uh, I think we should just get into it. Why are we playing this? And Clint, I think it's because of you. You were playing this. Yeah, I needed a Halloween game for Halloween, and we'd already done our spooky game, and I needed something else, and this is Halloween night. That's right. It all takes place on Halloween, um, and boy, it just has immaculate autumnal vibes, I would say. Very spooky throughout. Um, Gotham in the fall, beautiful place to be, except when it's overrun by um, supervillains and fear gas. But that, you know, overall just adds to the Halloween vibe, honestly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, uh, I have also had this in my backlog to play literally since it came out, I think, you know, I got it on PC and the first time it went on a steep, steep discount following, as I alluded to, it's infamous, uh, poor PC port launch, uh, back in 2015. And I never got around to playing it again after I eventually picked it up. And now I'm finally, I'm kind of glad I got to check this one off. So once again, uh, what do I do this podcast for if not to have situations like this where I get, uh someone to convince me to play a game I've been meaning to play for literal years. Yeah, sadly, I played this on PC at launch. Um, I, lo <laughs> I love these games. Um, and I worked my way through it. It wasn't unplayable. It just wasn't nearly as good. Now I'm a, more of a console guy. Actually, I'm a mixture of both. But it, I played it on console this time. I played it on PS5, and it was awesome. Yeah, I actually ended up playing it on the PS5 this time around, too. It's uh, part of that um, offering that they have of all the best PlayStation games that they gift you with a subscription to PlayStation Plus. And, uh, boy, it, it really sings on the PS5. It looks fantastic. Um, you know, I had no issues at all throughout and really enjoyed my time with it. Um, all in all, I'm, I'm glad I finally got around to this one. It was a fun time. Yeah, and for the first time, guys, I hadn't done this before, um, PlayStation, I guess randomly had all their DLC, which there's like a thousand DLC packs that come out for this <laughs> game. It literally took me 20 minutes to download all the packs because I had to individually click all of them. There needs to be like a download all button. But uh, they had them all for like $3 one time. And I'm like, sure, let's just see what all this is about. So I actually went through all that content this time too, which was uh, comprehensive to say the least. Yeah, this is a game that you know, I would say came out during the peak of video game open world maximalism. Like there is just a lot going on in this game. It's got a ton of different gameplay types and styles. It's got a ton of content, a ton of, you know, it's got the collectathons, it's got the racing, it's got the mini games, it's got, you can, you name it. Um, but uh, as we said, it came out kind of in, in that time period, you know, the 2015, uh, the mid or mid teens is kind of, that was the uh, video game order of the day when it came to triple A's uh, for my my money. Yeah, can you check all the boxes? And I would say a lot of those games don't check all the boxes well. Not everything was perfect, but I feel on the whole, this was a pretty well put together package and most of the stuff landed. Yeah, I mean, coming off, you know, we you already mentioned that you loved these games and these games we're alluding to is the Arkham series, right? Asylum, mm -hmm. City. I loved, I played both of those before and loved them as well. So this game is standing to my rose-tinted glasses recollections of those two games 
and by and large, I think it, it holds up to that. I think there's a few gripes I have, which we'll get into, but that might also be the fact that I'm playing a 2015 game in 2022. So, um, you know, you always have to take that into account. Um, but maybe let's talk a little about the, this game's history before we, we talk about the game itself. And uh, this actually was developed, as we said, by Rocksteady back in uh, right after Arkham City came out in 2011 over the course of four years. Uh, they changed up the writers on the story, and uh, the big change that came in this one is the Batmobile, because we are now in Gotham City, the big city, uh, as opposed to Arkham City, which is the prison city. <laughs> so, yeah, different. Yeah, I feel like that was the big addition, right? So, obviously, Asylum was a very prescriptive story. I'm not going to call it linear, but it, it, it was pretty linear. It wasn't majorly open world. Then they opened that up with City. They toyed with all those like extra game types, and then I feel like with Night, they're like, okay... Here's all that, but we're going to do a ton of it. And then they added the Batmobile. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, um, it's definitely way bigger. Like I think right off the bat, I saw it called out that it was five times the size uh, in terms of the play space. You know, our, Gotham City is just way bigger. And they had to have a new mode of transportation to get around it in the Batmobile. And that, in turn, caused them to change the way the environment was structured so that, you know, a vehicle could get around in it as opposed to just needing to be, you know... Um, uh, bat hooked around in the, the previous titles to be fair by the end you're you're only using the batmobile as a launcher to shoot yourself out of it faster so that you can fly <laughs> across the city so absolutely correct <laughs> yeah you can do either and sometimes the it's a mixture of all the above that makes it extra fun but yeah they definitely add a little bit to that yeah definitely true and you know obviously batman you know, I'm sure we we all are bringing our histories with Batman to this this game, this series. You know, I think the Arkham series. You know, starting with Arkham Asylum. Like, I remember when it came out, it was just a revelation. Everyone considered, oh, this is what a superhero game is supposed to be, and I totally remember it that way as well. Like, I loved that game, and City. You know, at the same time, like just an expansion upon that. I really loved that as well. So coming back to this and like needing to put myself back in that space years later is interesting, especially with like calling back to all of the Batman stuff I've seen and watched and consumed over the years. The movies, you know, from the Nolan era movies, which wrapped up in between when I played City and when I eventually now played this game. And now there's a whole nother series with the Snyder films, which I'll be honest, I haven't really seen any of. Um, Same. But, yeah, I, we can I, we know. can all agree. Well, hold on, I want to I don't want to start an internet flame war here, but uh, <laughs> <clears throat> Nolan Batman is the superior Batman here. I, I think I this is one of those. Way. This is one of those. You know, what's your favorite music uh, style <laughs> or or eras question? You know, what's your favorite band? Well, it's the one you listened to when you were between twelve and fifteen. Uh, what's your favorite Batman? Well, it's the one you watched when you were between you know. 15 we were in and college. 20, I guess we, yeah, were, we were in college. Relax. <laughs> I'm, I agree with you though like I'm sure everyone's bringing their own perspective to those yeah. I, uh, I'm personally I'm not going to be an apologist for the Nolan movies I thought they were great when I saw them taking a critical eye to them now as a you know adult with maybe evolved critical lens I can understand why people would see them as maybe not as great uh, a little bit reactionary and apologia for maybe say the war on terror or something like that but you know whatever water under the bridge um they're, they have their place in history, and they were fun in the time. <laughs> I do feel like the Arkham series kind of rode the line between like Batman animated series that we grew up with and uh, the Nolan movies. It it had that campiness, but also the gritty, which I really like. It like took like a, a dark gritty turn. Yeah, and by Batman we grew up with, do you mean the animated series? Yes, yes. Yes, yeah. I agree, Not 1960s holy Halloween <laughs> Batman. <laughs> no, I think that was uh, thankfully before our time. We're not that old, everyone. Um, yeah. But no, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I grew up on the animated series, you know, when I was a youngster. And then, as you said, the Nolan movies came in and sort of like, that's the, the pop culture Batman that I would say is like the one that I relate to. And you're right. This absolutely sort of is the the evolution of that, especially this game, I think, is like, take the militaristic aspects of the Nolan films and t crank them to 11. Um, and yeah, you get Batman in a tank. Oh, big surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some people hated that. And I think I didn't love it the first time, but going in the second time, I was totally, I mean, I knew what I was getting into, so I was fine with it. And I just, sure. I just ran with it. It was fun. <clears throat> I didn't 
I don't know that I quite expected how heavily they would use it. We'll talk about this more in some of the the parts of the game that like maybe chafed against me a little bit with the overuse of the Batmobile. But all in all, like it, it was novel in the in the good moments and fatiguing in the the bad. I think is probably where I'll leave it or end up leaving it. But um, I'll talk about why later on. Maybe we should talk a bit about the the setup for this game before we get too deep into that, yeah? All I know is your Batsuit's chafing. That sounds unpleasant. <laughs> <laughs> no one likes a chafing Batsuit. <laughs> but yeah, so what's happening in this game? What's the setup? Um, uh, as far as I can recall, nine months after the death of the Joker at the end of Arkham City, on Halloween night, Scarecrow threatens the city. He said, I'm going to cover this city in fear toxin and then he's like oh actually it's going to be the whole east coast so we can we got a bad situation going on here and so as a result of that gotham city is evacuated all six million people of it which by the way that's quite the logistical feat in itself and now it's just batman and a bunch of criminals in a gigantic city uh, and he gets to go play around in there and beat the crap out of some some criminals um, and that's where yes. we start the game <laughs> And it's, it's worth noting, too, that as a result of what happened in Arkham Asylum and Arkham City, the Joker has effectively, t- I guess Joker's blood has tainted Batman, and Batman's dealing with a dual personality problem right now. He's he's slowly turning into the Joker, and he needs an exit from being Batman. Right. So so there's like, a, at the end of City, there was that Titan blood situation where basically like... Uh, Joker genetically modified this blood to become some sort of super Hulk. And then that blood was transferred into Batman. And as a result, as you said, uh, he kind of has Joker living in his head. To me, this read as how do we get Mark Hamill back into this video game? Because he is yeah. just so good as the Joker. <laughs> He's too good to get rid of. So got to keep him as the narrator, right? He, he yes. does kind of serve as a narrator in Batman's head, which is kind of fun. Every once in a while, he'll, you'll like see him around and he'll be talking to you. But I think he's, yeah, it was cool to have him in there still. He's fantastic. You know, he was the Joker in the animated series that we both already said we grew up on. For my money, you know, Heath Ledger, fantastic Joker. Second to him, Mark Hamill, for sure, with a bullet. Um, yeah. And, you know, as far as voice actors of, of Joker goes, there's there's no comparison. Um, so, yeah, Uh Kevin Conroy, who played Batman in all the rest of these games as well, reprises his role as Batman. He did a fittingly uh, Batman-y job, you know, very stoic, very deep-voiced. Um, not necessarily the Christian Bale, I'm Batman. Moody as hell, yeah. Yeah, yeah, more moody than infuriated. <laughs> Chris, Chris, Christian Bale was the the roid rage age of, of Batman. <laughs> um, but yeah, I <clears throat> I enjoyed all the or most of the voice performances in this game. I think uh, John Noble's Scarecrow was very good. He's sort of droning and creepy. Um, and all the other bit players, you know, your Oracles and Jim Gordons and Lucius Fox and Alfred all, all did a pretty great job as well. It was weird going back because Jim Gordon's the uh, the guy from uh, Breaking Bad. I'm like, wait a minute, oh, what are yeah. you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> that is strange. I didn't even clock that. Now that you mention it, you're absolutely right. That's yeah. wild. Um, but yeah, so, you know this game sort of leaves us with with batman in an uh, uh, once again in a city that's full of no civilians and all criminals um and you know i i think for my money like batman's has never been my favorite superhero but i think like this sort of hyper equipped billionaire who's taking the law into his own hands in a city filled with nothing but criminals just sort of heightens the contradiction of him as like this supposed guy with a code that's not killing anyone but clearly leaving everyone he runs into brain damaged in some way. Man, you are thinking about this way too much. You're just supposed to pick up the controller and have fun with I it. know. I can't help myself, though. And for what it's worth, you're absolutely right. When you pick up the controller and you turn your brain off, this game is fun as hell. But if you think about it just a minute, it kind of like starts to, to rot on the vine. And I'm going to turn that part of my brain off now. We're not here to talk about the politics of billionaire Batman going out on a revenge fantasy <laughs> like some crazy libertarian douche. We're here to talk about how fun it is to beat up criminals in virtual uh, Gotham City, right? Yeah, we're not going to kill them, but all 206 bones in their body, look out. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm sure the, the Batmobile slamming into a guy at 90 miles an hour and electrocuting them was just, you know, knocking them over to the side and stunning them, right? Yeah, right. Of yes. course. Yes. Now that we've all agreed on that, we can continue on with Batman as our perfect non-killing superhero. 
Okay, so <clears throat> I think the first thing that jumped out to me when I was playing this game was the extreme amount of different things going on in it. You know, just a gigantic amount of variety we mentioned up top. It's a brawler. It's an adventure game. It's a driving game. It's a puzzling game. It has, like, literally every video game type built into it. This is peak video game maximalism for my money. Um, and most of it, strangely, I think worked pretty well. And it didn't feel out of place. Like, some games, they try to do too much, and you're like, why did you have to do all that? <laughs> Here, it was almost like, okay, this makes sense. Uh, what I think I liked the most about it is it was mostly optional. Like, oh, shit, you want to do some action stuff over here? Cool, you can do that. Oh, you want to do some investigation? Well, that's a specific side quest for this villain. We see a lot of investigation over here. You can do this or totally not do this. Or you want to do racing? Okay, do this stuff. If you want to do the collectathon, you got Riddler. Like, you can, but you don't have to. You're absolutely right, and I think the only thing that it could have benefited from is, I guess, two things. One, signpost which of those side quests involved which, because I was I was looking for that um, that detective side stuff, and I didn't know which side quest to go to to get it. I could have asked you, of course, but um, I didn't, so that was my bad. Um, the second is, I do feel like you're right. Most of it is optional, and you can pick and choose which ones you're engaging with. It is required for the main quest, though, to to do certain aspects of this, you know, the Batmobile thing. We'll talk about it more later, I'm sure. But when they do shoehorn it in and make, you know, force you to engage with certain systems that maybe you don't love about the game is when it's at its weakest for me. But, you know, it would be easy for me to criticize this game and with all of its different aspects and say it's unfocused. But, you know, I think there's a lot of people that like that about a game, like a game that can kind of be the, the every game, right? Yeah, you can have pretty much, I don't know how many hours I spent this time. Actually, so I beat it on Nightfall um, <laughs> difficulty, which was really hard. Uh, and I did 100% of the content, even the DLC, which is crazy. So I think I That's probably spent 60 hours on this, man. Like there was a lot going on. You could keep yourself entertained for a good long time with this. Yeah, and there are a lot of folks out there that aren't like us that will buy, you know, one to five video games a year and you know, this is expected to, you know, last them through the winter, quote unquote. And if you get this game and it's expected to last you through the winter, you are a happy camper because you got a lot of content and it's it's actually all pretty darn good or a huge variety of it, too. So I, I can't really bag it too much for that, even if some of the stuff is implemented better than others. For sure. You literally can't have that much content without some of it not falling perfect. I mean, shit, we talked about God of War. So God of War 2018, even even that game, which got perfect scores everywhere, there was some side content on there that I was just like, ah, eh, this is whatever. You know, like, clearly not as good as... You can't have that much content and then have everything be perfect. It just doesn't work that way. I'm glad that they, generally speaking you know, put their money where their, their mouth is and, you know, focused a lot of resources on the main campaign. Cause at least this time through, this is, that's pretty much all I engaged with on, on this one. And I think that's what a lot of, you know, more casual folks or folks that just want to, you know, play through a certain amount of game and get C credits will, will do. Um, and all of that, except for the notable, uh, forcing upon you of, numerous Batmobile sequences. I'm just going to keep <laughs> You're never going to let it go. All right, why don't we just get this out of the way? Brian didn't like the Batmobile. Yeah, to be okay. fair. Let's let's jump down to Batmobile. <laughs> to um, be fair, hold on. <laughs> if if you like the Batmobile, there are also side content missions that do even more Batmobile. Oh my but evidently, God, Brian thought there was one too many Batmobile missions in the main game. Well, let's, let's talk about the Batmobile. Like, the Batmobile, you know, it's obviously like a new and interesting way of traversing around the city, which I can appreciate. And yes. even like right in the first big quest you go into, AC Chemicals, right? You are immediately parkouring your tank around this building complex, which is fun and interesting and kind of hilarious at the same time. <laughs> I was here for all of that. I was like, all right, we're doing tank parkour now. Cool. Um, Where else? What Name one <laughs> other game you got to do that in, and I will concede. Yeah, I, I can't right now. I'm sure there's something out there. But it, I feel like they just kept bringing it back, and it just seemed to disrupt the flow for me. Like, all of a sudden, I'm, I'm crossing town. I'm in a big hurry. Uh, Oracle's been captured. Oh, we got to fight a bunch of tanks. And then, oh, I got to fight a bunch of the big tanks. I don't remember the name of them. Scorpions? I don't know. But they yeah, have, think, uh, it's yeah. like a stank, a stank, tank <laughs> stealth sequence. So now we got to do stealth in the tank. And now we got to fight a boss in the tank. And then we got to fight it again. And then we got to go after that in the tank <laughs> obstacle course and go underground and fight the tank knight in the excavator. And it's like, whoa, let's just 
put a pause on the tank for a second here. <laughs> I will be honest. I'm not I, that uh, sequence with uh, our Arkham Knight in the in the excavator thing underground. That was probably my weakest point in the game. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I fucking cheered when that tank got owned at the end of that boss fight. And <laughs> it's like, it's gone. Air, and then they airdropped another one in. Like how they airdropped the cousin of the big beer drinker in Beer Fest in. Oh, it's his twin brother. 30 seconds later. Like, there was not even any moment to mourn it. Like, it being destroyed had no purpose. It's not like it was gone for one mission. They're like, immediately like, nah, we got another one. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't worry. Your precious Batmobile is still here. And I was like, oh, it is. Great. <laughs> so, you know, all in all, I think it was serviceable. Disruptive this story from my perspective, but that's just me. You know, like you said, there are people that probably love it. But I felt like the girl in Mean Girls saying, Stop trying to make the tank happen. <laughs> it was know? their new it was their new thing in this game, and they clearly went a little extra on it. Um, to be fair, I will be glad they didn't make us do like racing missions. They never made you do that. We just did tank battles. I can deal with that. Yeah, there was there were racing side quests, right? Right, but they never made you do that in the main game. Like they there was never like it. do laps around the city in one minute thirty two seconds or you fail. Like <laughs> <laughs> to be, I you know I could see myself at some point in the past, probably not now, engaging with the Batmobile racing mechanic, but uh, I I didn't this time around, and that's fine. Like I said, this is the uber maximalist Batman game. Um, I mean, they give you basically the Iron Man suit and a bat mo- and a bat tank right off the bat. Um, you can't get much more maximalist Batman than that. So, um, you know, all in all, I, I would say those are my main gripes about the Batmobile. It's just, it wasn't exactly how I, I picture Batman, even though, you know, you, you basically get there in that Nolan film, too. <laughs> he basically has a tank in that one as well. Um, yes. All right, now back to our regularly scheduled programming. Brian is not going to bring up the Batmobile again. I, I will I will oh, tamp fuck. down the Batmobile <laughs> discussion. All right, I'm with you. So while we're on the topic of traversal, though, the Batclaw. I think the Batclaw is super fun in this game. You got your super grapnel boost where you can sort of slingshot yourself off of buildings. That is a blast. I think this is basically the best it got until we got Spider-Man and Spider-Man Miles Morales several years later. I agree. Um, yeah. Which is basically just a copy of Batman. And in my opinion, although I really love the Spider-Man game, I think Batman did it better. Yeah, this is where we'll have to agree to disagree. I think the the Spider-Man is sort of like a graceful trapeze act. It's sort of expressive and artistic, whereas to me, Batman kind of felt like me learning to water ski as a teenager, where I was just getting wildly jerked around, jumping (laughs) over the wake and eventually slamming into the, the water, except I was Batman and I was slamming into the side of a building. So, you know, I mean... I, I liked it as well. Don't get me wrong. I thought it was super fun and great way to get around once I got used to it, especially like the dipping and gliding and all that good stuff. Sorry, I thought we meant the game formula. No, you're right. The traversal worked better in Spider-Man seven years later. But I think the um, Spider-Man was great, but it lacked the the extra content that Batman had. Like all that stuff was like collect his backpacks that he left somewhere or turn on this like it was more of a collectathon than the batman which which i appreciate i agree with that i I think spider-man you know both of these games have great combat which we'll talk about in a minute yes but um the the side content in this game especially to me seemed much more fully formed you know they were shorter campaigns than the main one obviously but they were all pretty like well featured they were all fully fully voice acted they all had their own cutscenes. they had their own characters you know that's the one great thing about batman is he has a huge rogues gallery and a huge ally gallery and many of them made their appearance in this game yeah i feel well i feel like the ones that didn't appear in the main game they put out some dlc later on to pretty they wanted this to be the full wrap-up game i feel mm-hmm. like what they wanted was to be like at the end of this when the game's over, the credits have rolled, and we put out all our DLC, there's not one thing you guys could possibly ask for that we didn't give you. Cause <laughs> and yet. <laughs> if, if, if you look at the DLCs, there's one where you get to play as Robin, one where you play as Nightwing, one where you play as Harley Quinn, one where you play as the Joker, one where you play as Batgirl and Robin together. Like, there's so much Catwoman. There's, like, so much stuff. And then there's all those AR challenges and everything else, too. It's just, like, they put so much in this game. Yeah, they, they really did. It... Um, it it does not lack for content and even like good authored content like it's not just endless remixes on a on a theme although they have endless remixes on a theme in there as well but there's <laughs> there's lots of like bespoke stuff too um 
all in all, you're absolutely right. Like there is just a ton of stuff here. And, you know, I, I can't really think of a game that has as much as this, except for maybe like The Witcher 3, which weirdly Grand- enough came out the same year. <laughs> I'm thinking like Grand-, Grand Theft Auto. This is basically Grand Theft Auto or Red Dead Redemption, but with a superhero. Yeah, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I think it's it is interesting now that I'm putting these two side by side. You know, the Spider Man, Mar- Marvel Spider Man, and Miles Morales next to this game, they're just much tighter, smaller experiences. Despite the fact that the cities are probably you know equally sized, which is interesting. Yeah. I mean, I loved I loved both of those games too. So actually, Sp- yeah. Spider Man is my favorite superhero. So a little biased here, but I really do think the Arkham games came out of nowhere with this. Like, yeah, I mean, especially in like the 2010s and such where marvel was so ascendant right like you know yeah. from iron man all the way through like avengers endgame it was kind of a run an unprecedented run in cinema at least but um they finally sort of figured out the video game thing with the spider-man games and now we're seeing all kinds of great stuff um well great let's just say varying levels of quality of stuff um <laughs> but yeah you're, you're absolutely right that i think these these arkham games you know, especially the first two, this one as well, maybe not Origins. It's not their game. It's not their game. A third party did that. Actually, the the people that did that game just did Gotham Knights. Oh, you're you're talking about um, it's not Rocksteady. Not Rocksteady. That's <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. Because Rocksteady has a Suicide Squad game coming out in the future, right? They do. Um, which. It's supposed to be set in the Arkham universe too, which I'm interested to see what that means. Um, Yeah, me too. I do definitely agree that like the city in this game, as we were just talking about traversal, like the only thing I wish is, you know, I, I feel like the fact that it was just criminals and just, um, you know, enemies, for lack of a better word, um, did remove some of the stakes. Like, there's never a human to save except when the the story tells you, oh, this person's kidnapped, go rescue them. But it did give you a ton of opportunities to get into fights, and this game really excels in the fighting. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to... Don't worry your conscience, Batman. Anyone here is now a combatant, <laughs> so just do what you please. That's right. Jim Gordon basically says right at the top, which, again, I'll, I'll refrain from saying this is like an explicit sort of policeman dog whistle, but he basically says everyone left in the city is a thug or a criminal or a psychopath, so go have at it, um, which is a great way to just, as we said up top, turn off your brain and go pound some fools. Um, That's right. And this game really feels good when you just get to go beat a bunch of dudes <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, so... The Arkham series developed what's called, I believe they call it free flow combat system. And you were just talking about Spider-Man and how well the combat felt in that game. Well, that's a complete direct ripoff of this. Yeah. Like so many games have retread this ground because it works so well. Yeah, it, it really is a fantastic um, combat system. And they kind of got it right in one. Like this was present in Asylum and it very much feels almost identical to the point where I was waiting for a tutorial to happen on the combat, but I realized they weren't doing it because they assumed you just played 80 hours of Asylum plus City and then <laughs> gone into this game a couple years later. Like, um, you get it. You get it. <laughs> the hard part for me, I played it on, sorry, I think I called it something else earlier. It was Nightmare Difficulty with a K. You know, that's okay. how you know it's Nightmare. serious. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. <clears throat> and they remove, you, you know, the, uh, um, the warning signs that go above people's heads when you have to counter or do this. That's all gone which was very pretty because it's very cinematic. But holy shit, that really changes things up. Yeah, you don't know when things are coming. You have to have a lot more situational awareness. Um, Yes. For what it's worth, maybe we should describe this combat a little bit. You know, for those that haven't played it, um, it features Batman sort of really moving around quickly between enemies. And then, as as Clint mentioned, there's... um, button prompts to sort of perform a counter uh, which will get you out of an enemy hitting you and you know make basically make Batman do some sort of badass move to incapacitate the foe that's about to hit him and it feels kind of like a rhythm game Uh, you called it free flow combat which is it really emphasizes the flow yes so when you play this on like medium difficulty you can get away with button mashing this however if you want to get good at the game and and you want to beat it on a higher difficulty or whatever um it actually has a surprisingly deep combat system with uh, if you button mash, it punishes you. It's all about only hitting the button when you intend to hit, doing counters on time, 
mixing up your moves so that you're not doing the same thing over and over again. And when you pull it off, like you get these crazy combos with instant kill, sorry, instant maim moves. <laughs> um, like it works really well. But I, I, I'm, it, the way, the reason it's so great is that uh, a novice could button mash their way through it, but a master could really gain something by learning it. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, quick to internalize, but hard to master. Um, I think the interesting thing that they added in this game, which I appreciated, was um, the duo takedowns, including oh, you yeah. could the duo you could perform with your tank, which is hilarious. You, basically, <laughs> you like, kick them up and it shoots them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get an assist from the Batmobile. Um, it's much more believable when you're getting an assist from, say, Robin or Catwoman or something. But you, yeah, you can get the assist from the tank too, which is fun yeah. and funny. <laughs> it shoots a rubber bullet the size of a pumpkin at them. You know, they're, they'll probably be fine <laughs> in be a couple okay. years. <laughs> That's not just a cannonball when it's moving at like 200 meters a second. Sure, <laughs> but um, yeah, so many funny moments of Batman. <laughs> Definitely not killing a guy in this game. Um, anyway. Um, I also like the fact that there's one very key mechanic that I discovered way too late, which is disarm and destroy. Um, yes. Absolutely necessary for guys with like shields and swords and weapons of all all kinds. Like the ability to yank a gun out of a guy's arms and break it in half um, is key. So back to the no prompts thing. You know, you sometimes have the blue prompt, which lets you know you can counter, and then there's yellow that lets you know you have to move and you can't, and then the red meaning you can't. I don't. I didn't get any of that, so I had to guess. So I, I had to immediately be disarming people with weapons and destroying them because otherwise I would just get owned. So that was a big one for me too. Totally. Uh, I, I don't think I ever really perfected the dodging out of the way when a, a yellow strike came my way. Or, you know, hitting a guy with a batarang when the red one comes up to stop him from pile driving me. Um, but when it did, when I did get it, uh, luck a draw <laughs> style, it felt good. <laughs> yeah, I had to learn that the hard way. There's uh did you do the Azrael side missions? I did not, but I, I did look it up. Uh, so I'm familiar Holy with the concept. Holy crap. There's one where, where you go up against six guys with swords and you're not allowed to get hit one time one hit is a fail and again when you don't have the counter notifications it's just like insane so that of backman challenges yeah that made me learn it i'm like by the time i'm done with this i could do anything yep (laughs) i mean i don't doubt it um because that is a a pretty intense ask speaking of intense um for my money this game's story kept the the uh, pedal on the gas pretty hard the entire time right? Like you're jumping from disarming a bomb to keep a city from being destroyed to rescuing Oracle, your first and and most important sidekick, basically the back computer's operator, right? Um, To uh, all the while trying to keep Joker from taking over your body. Like there's just so much going on in this plot and it it definitely kept me engaged, I would say. And I feel like it can be like that, but if you need to take your foot off the gas, you can. That's where those side missions where like oh shit i'm gonna go after the penguin for a little while or i'm gonna mess with two-face or i'm gonna go catch some riddler trophies like if it was just too much like boom 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 one after the other there were there were exits everywhere where you could go chill and do this or that but yes there was uh it was all all gas no break (laughs) yeah and maybe you're right this might be down to the way that i played the game because when you mentioned that you wanted or you had pretty much blown through the game i was like well i've always wanted to play that game maybe we should cast on it so i was like all right i'm gonna mainline the the main um character the main most wanted mission you know the the scarecrow joker etc missions or arkham knight missions and uh to my my eyes it was very like go 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 but to that point they always had these points where they were like all right well it's going to take me a while to crack this code or it's going to take me a while to you know nail down where this guy went next so maybe you should go address some of the other shit going on in the city batman you know all the buildings burning down and uh missing reporters and stuff like that and Brian was like, let him die and let it burn. I'm just going to go see the next thing. I was like, no, no, I'm good. I'm actually going right to the next thing. So you better hurry up with that code encryption cracking there, Alfred. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you've got 10 seconds because this Batmobile is fast. <laughs> yeah, so that, that might be partially on me. But um, for how much I liked the plot, I thought the writing kind of suffered. And that might just also be down to like the Batman aspect of it. Like, I think 
Batman is extremely wooden just in general. You know, he's not an emotive guy and that's fine. He's not supposed to be. Um, the villains are super over the top cartoonish, which is also, you know, probably intended. I think all in all, like the only thing that I didn't love about the writing was some, some of the stuff that I think maybe hits different today than it would back in, you know, maybe 2015, like the stuff where Batman puts a guy's head under a, uh, a tire, <laughs> the tire basically tortures an answer out of him like okay well <laughs> this is from a different time <laughs> <laughs> again turn your brain off brian this is these are pixels not people uh, <laughs> i know i just can't help myself i always overanalyze and stuff <laughs> to be fair i think you hit on a point that isn't about this game it's about batman i think uh when you're talking about iron man or spider-man the hero of this story is iron man or spider-man with mm. batman the hero of Batman, I think, is all the villains. The villains are the most interesting characters always in Batman. He's just the uh, the, he's the foil. He's the he's the fries to my cane sauce. I need him to get to it, <laughs> but he is just the vehicle to get me to the interesting stuff that I want the most. No, that that's true. I think the best part about the Batman villains is always that they show him an aspect of himself that he doesn't like. Right, like their Batman is a. Obviously, you know, I've I've already mentioned the various points of Batman that I can pick apart and show how he is definitely not like always a good guy, especially when he's, you know, say a billionaire torturing uh, poor helpless criminals on the street or something like that. Poor but, helpless. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. But I think to that end, like um, the 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 point of his rogues gallery by and large is, is that they are often people who have a good passion and idea but take it just way too far right like uh yeah, ivy sure. mr freeze uh harvey dent yeah harvey Two dent things, yeah uh, exactly you're 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 picking up what i'm putting down so his rogues gallery is really great for that reason and this game kind of got there i think they kind of just used him more as like complete psychos than they did um show those aspects of them for the most part and i think that's where it kind of fell down just a bit for me not to say it ruined the game or anything like that i just think like the best batman content shows that side of it a little more fair enough um but you can't ask for everything we also got the most maximalist batman experience in existence so you know i can't complain too much (laughs) (laughs) unlimited entertainment basically yep 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 absolutely i think um it's definitely interesting. And I think like if Rocksteady were making this game today, I think there would be different choices made about some of the language, some of the writing, but all in all, like, you know, this is me taking a seven years in the future eye to a game that was made almost a decade ago. And it's still from a mechanical perspective holds up in spades. And that's saying more than most games of this vintage. Yeah. And to be fair, one of the complaints you have there is, is Batman a good guy or a bad guy? And I think you're supposed to, you're supposed to ask that question if you're the person that's finally like Batman's great. No, he's <laughs> he is a piece of shit. But the sh- what's around is worse, and he's trying to make it better. But that does that make him a good guy? I don't know. He's taking the matters into his own hands, which he should not. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Is like it. It's fun to be the guy who takes matters into his own hands, right? To to play to to advocate for the turn off your brain side of things. Um, <laughs> sure. There's nothing better than being a guy who takes matters into his own hands. And I think the game is at its best writing wise when it's highlighting the fact that it's increasingly apparent that Batman cannot protect the people that are close to him um, to the point where one of those people ends up being a city destroying villain himself very pointedly in this story. Right. Um, yeah. We're talking about Robin, AKA the Arkham Knight um, spoilers, but you know, anyone who gets close to Batman is kind of screwed. Like no one who interacts with him for any meaningful amount of time has a happy ending. Which is why he has to go away. That was actually the main point of the game. Batman can't continue to be Batman. He has to go away because this is toxic too. So mm-hmm. that that was one of the key points. Like it was time for him to hang up the cowl, I think. Yeah, the cowl. That's right. He's got to hang up the cowl. To that end, like I, this game is <laughs> one of those games where it, it takes the maximalism aspect and unfortunately makes you contend with it to get all of the ending, all of the endings of the game. Um, so I, you know, I got the first ending. I YouTubed the the second two. But uh, to your point, like 
uh, Clint, I think the ending was super interesting in that it was kind of a Project Nightfall, right? It is the uh, the end of Batman. Um, you know, at the end of the game's story, mainline story, it is revealed to the entirety of Gotham City that Batman is Bruce Wayne. And really, uh, the post-game content is just you cleaning up the rest of the side missions until you can enact Project Nightfall. Yeah, basically you realize that this is toxic, it's not working anymore, and that you need to give the power back to the police and to the people, and it's time to make an exit. Which, to do that, you must collect 290 fucking billion (laughs) Riddler trophies. God, that was the worst. Uh, Actually, I didn't hate it. Like, I knew it was coming, and I knew I was going to do it, so I peppered it in throughout instead of trying to do it all at the end. So... The grind at the end was real, but it wasn't real bad. So, <laughs> well, I applaud you for doing it. Um, you're a better gamer than me. I YouTubed it uh, because I didn't want to wait you or make you wait six months for me to get the true ending of this video game before we could do a podcast. Um, <laughs> Honestly, for me, it was a personal. It was a personal uh, goal. I've always wanted to platinum uh, an Arkham game, but man, there's so much stuff going on in them that it's almost impossible. Um, and this one, I was like, I'm going to do it. And I managed to get all the way through. Yeah. Yeah. I I think one aspect of the ending that was interesting to me that we didn't touch on yet is, um, the Joker aspect of it, right? Cause you know, we talked about the reveal of Bruce Wayne, but there's also the part where he has to kill the Joker in his head. Um, (laughs) which or not, not kill. He had to lock away the Joker in his head. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, it's been a constant presence the entire game. Like at, at one point, at one point, Batman basically had to um, uh, convince or rather con- or lock his sidekick Robin away because otherwise he would have had to be locked away because he was becoming the Joker. And so he did that. Things get real bad. He almost turns. And then finally, at the very end of the game, you beat you have a, a, a brain battle with Joker in your body, which it's a weird choice, but it kind of worked for me weirdly. <laughs> it was even like a survival horror Resident Evil thing there for a second. Where, yeah. 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 The, it's really visually interesting, like how they do this thing where you play as the Joker and you're in the Joker-fied Batmobile gunning down the other criminals in Gotham City. and It's just, it's a pretty wild ending, like real trippy for sure. And then finally at the end of it, uh, you know, as we said, you kill the Joker in your brain. And you enact Project Nightfall, which uh, I guess I didn't realize this, but basically just means blow up Wayne Manor and Batman at the same time and disappear forever. <laughs> because then you're an idea and that's it. That's all that's all Batman ever needed to be was an idea. He needed to strike fear in the hearts of the criminals. And that's it. Yeah, he had to give them a reason to be afraid. And uh, I guess if no one knows if he's out there or not, and, you know, good people are out there doing enough good things to keep the criminals on their toes or whatever, um, then then that'll be enough. And, um, you know, we see some interesting post-game content where there's apparently, I, I don't know, the, the, post, the final ending cutscene was interesting to me because it, it looked like jo- or, uh, Scarecrow fear gas, right? Like It's, it's meant to be, uh, yeah, it, it's not I, meant I took to be it definitive. As, I, I took it as the idea of fear is what was striking or stopping these criminals in their tracks rather than a guy jumping down from a roof and beating the shit out of them. Um, right. Yeah. And that's kind of what he what he hoped for. Right. So either that or he didn't actually die in that fire and he turned into a demon. <laughs> <laughs> Anything can happen. We don't know. That's true. That's true. Now that we've talked about uh, Project Nightfall, we've uh, we've hung up the cowl. Uh, let's sum up our thoughts on Batman Arkham Knight with a three-word review. My three-word review is World's Greatest Detective? That's right, it's the first three-word review with punctuation. Batman is supposed to be the world's greatest detective, but in this game, his deductive reasoning skills leave much to be desired. 
Most of the game's mainline story is spent chasing a second-rate Batman villain, Scarecrow, and a relative unknown for anyone but the DC diehards, Arkham Knight, and then solving whatever problems present themselves with a literal tank. In the words of Joker, very subtle bats. That being said, the city of Gotham looks gorgeous, well-detailed, and moody as hell despite being lifeless compared to the open worlds of its peers. I'm looking at you, Witcher 3. The plot, despite the lackluster writing used to deliver it, was well-paced and interesting enough to keep me engaged. And while Arkham Knight succeeds in style to deliver pure Batman straight into your veins, it fails in substance and really just made me long for the novel feeling of detective work we saw in the first couple entries in the series. All in all, I'm thrilled to have finally played this game and feel comfortable putting the Arkham series behind me. My own personal Project Nightfall. Nice. My three review is Be the Bat. I know most people would probably categorize the Arkham series as a bunch of action games, but I think I'd argue that it's a actually a bit more of an RPG. Role-playing games are by definition a game in which you get to inhabit the essence of another character and really feel like you're living a day in their life. And this is something that this game does very well. It really does make you feel like you are Batman on the worst night of his life. I mean, except for that one time where his parents died. R.I.P. Everything the developers put forth was clearly an effort to make the ultimate Batman simulator. After putting forth a massive game at launch, they followed it up with mountains of DLC after the fact, Basically, there's a wealth of content here, and I honestly couldn't imagine what else fans of The Dark Knight could be left wanting for. Arkham Knight put forth a solid mix of gameplay elements, from action, racing, investigation, traversal, exploration. This game does it all, to varying degrees of success, like we talked about. But most importantly, it does it with a clear love and care for the source material. And on the whole, I think it comes together to make a really great game. For me, the storytelling was top-notch, and it was only enhanced by some really great voice acting. Um, the free flow combat system like we talked about, not new to this entry, but it was introduced by the Arkham series and it has been one of the most copied modern combat systems in video games. The fighting just feels good. Ultimately, Arkham Knight wraps up one of the most ambitious and surprising video game series in recent history. For a relatively unknown and unproven studio to have created such an expansive and influential game is crazy to consider. And what's even crazier is that they were ever given such a huge IP to cut their teeth on in the first place. But I'm really glad they got the opportunity, because I think they really knocked this one out of the park. I agree. It's really interesting to revisit this series, you know, almost a decade or over a decade after when it first kicked off. I know we mostly talked about uh, Arkham Knight, but, you know, I think we peppered in a lot about the earlier games as well. And, you know, they're all, all three of these Rocksteady games are great and have their own things to recommend for sure. So if you're thinking about uh, taking a look at them, I think that's a hearty recommendation from us. Maybe we'll tackle the other two earlier entries at some point in the future. But for now, we'll say thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed this podcast, then feel free to share it with folks you think might enjoy it as well. And if you want to get in touch, drop us a note at pixelatedplaygrounds at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at pixelplaypod. And for us here at Pixelated Playgrounds, I'm Brian Skersha. And I'm Batman. Oh, sorry, I'm Clint Jones. <laughs> Take care and keep on gaming. Rocksteady didn't really exist before the Arkham games came out like at all they had one game we talked about it before this urban chaos somebody gave them the batman ip and said just go for it you've done so much in the past that's true one one game to their names before the, the batman before the, before they got batman it's just crazy that um warner brothers saw it upon themselves to be like rocksteady those are the guys that are going to carry the helm for batman but they did such a good job they, like they donned the cowl they really did, and I feel like maybe it was because they were such a small studio beforehand that they really felt like they had to put their heart and soul into it, but you can feel it. Yeah, they, they did. Like they, they had a clear vision, and they executed on it to an extraordinary degree with Asylum and then iterated on it for two really great games in a row, um, minus one PC port, which, of course, they didn't do themselves. Uh, it was contracted out to a, a sub-K, Iron Galaxy, if I recall correctly. Um was that what happened with the with the PC port of okay? That that is how I originally played it, and and it did take a couple months, but it ironed itself out. But honestly, it's still yeah. a good game. 
No, I, as um, far as I understand now, it's basically indistinguishable as long as you're playing it on modern hardware. But, you know, it is what it is, and everything has its, you know, reception in the time it's released. Um, yeah. Yeah, regardless, play it on PlayStation right now, or any console, I'm sure, and it's fine. Um, it's on Game Pass right now, too. You could play this game on Xbox Game Pass for PC and Xbox, so have at yeah, it. Yeah, it's just wild to me. Like, never, never, ever... Could I imagine that such a small studio would get a chance to do something like this? No. Or, yeah, they, yeah, relative unknown, too. I mean, I don't know how small or big they were, but um, they really knocked it out of the park. Interestingly enough, the two heads of the studio that started it just announced their departure, by the way. Mm. Ahead of Suicide Squad? Like, were they, yes. they were probably involved in that, and maybe they're seeing it close out, and they're like, and we're done here. I'm assuming it's coming out, like, early, early 23 to this says so two things to me. saw a lot of it. It's either a shit show, and they're like, I don't want to be on this when this comes out, or they're like, we've and seen it through everything. off into the sunset. <laughs> everything but QA, which is what I assume they're doing now and piecing out to do The most important else. part. But not for heads of studio, right? They've directed it. They've done their stuff, so I don't the know. Path, we'll see. The path is set. Yeah, I get it. I'm not as excited for that. I don't prescribe to all that as much... Like, yeah, some of it's I, fun. The Suicide Squad movie was fun. I didn't watch The second it. one, you, you have not? I haven't seen either of them, yeah. Oh, man. I feel like DC is taking a hard turn and realizing that nobody takes Aquaman and Superman seriously. So they're like, we're going to go towards humor. And the second Suicide Squad movie was all humor. And then that Harley Quinn show on HBO. I just heard that was good. Straight up. It's just, it's a comedy. Flat out. Like, they make fun of Batman being just a, a whipped little bitch boy for, for Catwoman. <laughs> like, like, I, like all the things that you would think that they would never do. They're like, it's, it's really good. Honestly, yeah. I, I love it when like, they're not afraid to like, sort of poke fun at their own characters. Like I'm, I'm yeah. super interested in that. Um, there's another show. Uh, HBO seems to have the DC, all the DC stuff. Um, they do. I, I haven't watched it, but I know I've heard doom patrol is supposed to be interesting. At least, um, there's one that's like a spinoff from suicide squad. It's about the guy, He's got an eagle. What's his name? Um, oh, Peacemaker. Peacemaker. Yes, I've heard that show is really funny and good. I uh, haven't watched it, but it's on my radar. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, for all of the like Marvel ascendance and like how much they've dominated sort of mainstream comic stuff, I feel like DC's still humming along back there. It's their day, honestly. So I think Marvel's winding down in a big way. Nobody's excited about that shit anymore because they finished off all the characters that we care about, right? EA just signed a three uh, a three game Marvel deal, so <laughs> oh, you know that's gonna be good. Uh, they're starting with Iron Man, so wait for that shit show. This is gonna be like Spider Man, but instead of getting all the suits, you have to pay microtransactions to get your two hundred. <laughs> Only five ninety nine for the Hulkbuster. <laughs> oh, I guess I'll get out my wallet. Actually, I hope they turn it around and they realize, like, hey, we fucking suck. I'm going to approach it all with an open mind, right? This pixelated playground. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Subscribe to me. <laughs> Batman, notably, not afraid to torture a person. We'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go.